Everybody, welcome back to another episode. I guess we could call this almost a bonus episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. That's right. Your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Uh, yeah, Jay, so we've decided to add a second podcast every yeah. week, at least for the, the next, I'd, I would say probably next month or two. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Um, yeah. But we've had so many people who want to get on the show, so many people with great things to talk about. And let's be honest, we've got more time available right now. So we're jumping right. in and recording a second podcast every week. So you'll get the normal one every Friday like you're used to. And then we're going to record another one that will probably be released on Mondays of every week as well. So... You know, this is the first one. This is the first yeah. Music Biz Weekly Podcast 2.0. Yes, and it's our first one on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would definitely love, if, if, if there's any homework, give us some feedback. What do you think about Zoom when it comes to video and audio quality versus Skype video and audio quality? Yeah. Um, this is our first time, as Jay said, using Zoom. We've used, I think like everybody else, we've been in countless Zoom meetings, but this is the first time we've recorded it and we're going to use it for a podcast. So we definitely would love feedback of it didn't sound as good, it didn't look as good, it looked better. I can tell you, and Jay, tell me what you think, but looking on the screen, visually it looks much better than Skype. Yeah, it looks better, and f to my ears, it sounds better. Now, to be fair, during this show, we did have a few bandwidth issues, and that wasn't Zoom's fault, but just audio, video, would love to hear what you think. Yeah, yeah, your feedback will be really important on this because we may just switch to Zoom permanently here if, if, yeah. if we like it and, and all the listeners and viewers like it. Um, so before we get into this week's incredible guest and you know i should always have my notes <laughs> one more edit <laughs> you know we, we always uh we're always living on the edge here music that's right podcast the way we like it we like to just live right on the edge all right so we want to give a huge <laughs> shout out to our sponsors and supporters um bruce and hypebot.com thank you thank you thank you for everything you do um bands in town thank you for supporting us as well and discmakers.com uh great sponsor of the show we know it's a digital world but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musicians digital royalty payments are so small that selling physical products like cd vinyl t-shirts online and at your gigs when they finally return has become such an important income generator for every CD you sell, you need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we've put together a great little offer for everybody here. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, which is not a lot, and put the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ. Put that promo code in when you're checking out. And you'll save up to $150 
in shipping costs on those 100 or more CDs. So discmakers.com, promo code FREEBIZ, and save on free shipping. So who's our special guest, Jay? Oh, my gosh, man. We, we have such a great guest today. We have the lead singer of Vintage Trouble, Ty Taylor. Um, besides being a fantastic singer, dancer, songwriter, oh, you know, he, he's done it all. And I encourage you, if you haven't, if you haven't seen or heard Vintage Trouble, you need to Google it right now. But Ty is a fantastic person, and he, I, this was a very interesting conversation. I found myself really nodding and seeing things in a little bit different way. And it speaks to your intro a little bit that, you know, he is making the most out of this opportunity, um, which is, you know, we're all cooped up. We're all in our houses, you know, uh, social distancing. And what are you going to do with that time? And I love what Ty's doing with that time. And I just love his attitude towards it. Yeah, this this episode is great feedback on how a musician is dealing with viewing this, getting through mm -hmm. this quarantine that we're all in. How's it impacting yeah. them? And that's a great perspective. I mean, you and I can always talk about how we think musicians should approach it, mm -hmm. but we're not musicians and it's no. always going to be a little different. So getting that musician's firsthand experience is is really amazing and ties super valuable great attitudes yep. about dealing with this so let it roll tie from vintage trouble so today we are pleased uh to have ty taylor on the show today ty is hey. if you don't know ty is the lead singer front man dancer choreographer <laughs> producer engineer whatever for vintage trouble one of the best bands on the planet um, I also saw his jazz band, which was pretty freaking good too. Um, Ty, you do you do a lot of amazing things. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me and and everyone else you've had on the show. As you know, there are a lot of people home going stir crazy that are used to, <laughs> you know because you know our main our main thing we do in life is communicate with others. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for being a platform that allows us to get um, a lot of the energy that runs through our bodies continuously. You're giving us um, a, a vessel to flow through, and that's really important. Thank you. It's, it's, it's knowing I was doing it today. It made me almost. I woke up feeling like I had a show this morning, and so yeah. I want to thank you for that rush that happens <laughs> to us performers and and artists all the time. Thank you for giving that to me today. Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, one of the reasons that we really wanted to have you on is you are constantly moving. You're writing. You're recording. You're touring. You're doing social. I mean, you are nonstop, right? So now you're you're in a cage for a moment. How does Ty Taylor generate? I mean, with all that energy, how do you stay productive? How do you stay sane in this COVID how do you stay world? Creative. Um, well, for me, I think I lucked out. I know that a lot of my friends, when I talk to them, uh, they feel caged, which I do, but their cage is making them feel paralyzed, which I don't feel. 
Um, I just want to go back and address, first of all, you were saying about how I'm continually moving. I, I do have the fortune of being a generation that came after we were being labeled with things like ADHD when we were kids. So my continual moving um, has worked as a benefit for me rather than feeling like it's any kind of handicap because uh, I do move all the time. Yeah. And so what this cage has made me feel like is I can understand more what Maya Angelou meant when she wrote the poem, I Know Why the Cage Work Sings. Um, what it's done for me is that it's actually heightened my creativity to answer Michael's um, peanut gallery comment. <laughs> I was in peanut gallery because it came in so quickly. I loved it. To, to speak to that, it's, it's really infused me. Um, I think I feel a little bit like a, a bull in a cage where the energy is actually flowing more fully right now. And there's a rage inside me that's not only angry, but it's also joyous. Um, it's also tearful. It's also funny. Everything that I'm usually allowed to have released from my body is feeling harnessed inside of my body. So since I can't get it out, I find place for it on the page and into uh, Pro Tools and Logic and on my computer. I find the release in dealing with my friends and talking about creative thoughts. I find the release in um, going to these amazing international museum sites that allow you to go to museums. And then I get to be inspired by art through time and around the world. And I get to actually expand the collection of images and sounds that inspire me to be creative than I would regularly on an everyday normal, old normal platform. And so it actually has not slowed me down. Um, it, the most hurtful part of uh, this whole thing has been the cancellation of gigs. And not only for us as a band, because we have to be home and it means we lose money, but also it's hurtful to, to me personally, because I know of all the workers and all the venues that also, um, you know, that's what they do only. That's their only gig. For us, we can still stay creative. We can still do our things. We can still work through music licensing. There are other avenues that we can use. But as far as the, the janitors at the, at the venues, as far as the bartenders at the venues, yeah. um, it makes me feel sorry for them too. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel sorry for the really spiritual audience members that really do get the difference of being in contact with, with their uh, entertainers and they like to smell their entertainers and be in a venue with their, uh, with their people that are entertaining them. I feel sorry for them because I know that there are so many things happening right now online where, yeah. people, are, where people are doing their shows. They are doing this yeah. stuff, but it's, it's just so different if you are a visceral attender. You know? Yeah, well, with your shows, Ty, you, you know, it's, it's back to the, you know, arrive dressy, leave messy. You touch your crowd. You smell your crowd. You are a part of your crowd. <clears throat> how do you, when in this COVID era, how are you, are you doing live streaming at all? Are you collaborating with the other guys? How are you kind of bridging that chasm? Well, as far as collaboration, yes. We're definitely collaborating and re releasing some new things coming up right away. We actually had something that was going to be released fourth day into, into this whole um, quarantine. Um, but we decided to hook up with some partnering. And so, of course, as soon as you get the businesses involved, everything takes a little longer. Yeah, so, uh, but we've been doing a lot of stuff. It's actually heightened um, our need for collaboration. Um, I will say, for me, 
if I think about it spiritually, I, I am used to really connecting with people. I'm used to jumping onto people's hands when I perform. I'm used to um, demanding that people move. I think what this time is doing for me is it's making me dig deeper into myself and understand that there's more things in life to just doing those things that I thrive in all the time. What I mean by that is I've got to figure out a, a different way to connect with people. I've got to figure out a way to feel like I'm a superhero without jumping on top of people. I've got to figure out a way to have my lyrics be understood without being able to dance in front of people. It's actually an opportunity to dig deeper into why I was put on this earth, not just the obvious reasons. Like I, I personally, between you and me and Michael and the world that will see this, um, I actually get annoyed sometimes when when people label me first as someone that just turns and jumps and blah, 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 blah. blah. So I, what I get to do during this time is examine what else I can do to my performance it makes them not only think that first and because i get to sharpen those skills while i'm not able to do those other things and so it's been really educational for me not only i mean even in something like this zoom we're on right now the skill set that i've learned from doing these things rather than just running around and doing my usual thing i've learned to be still and talk and look into what is supposed to be the eye and i've learned a lot about communication through that and i look back at some of my my Zooms now, you know, I started out these things and I'd be talking to people and I'd be just talking and, you know, all that, you know, because that's me. So now what I've learned to do is just plant myself and I've learned to have conversations with people and make them understand that nothing's more important to me than what's happening right now. And so that is a skill that I look forward to bringing into my songwriting and my performance and my communication these cages yeah you know ty yeah. i i i've got to say i'm excited well you know let's preface this this comment by you know music is is all about life experiences it's all about that artist life experience that leads to the song that leads to the performance and i am really excited to see what kind of music comes out of this experience that every single artist is dealing with and living through you know what are the songs going to be what what are the what's the album going to be what's the artwork going to look like that comes out of people having to spend weeks or months sheltered in place well it's it's amazing that you said that and i'm glad that you talked about it as a as a body of collective works and i love that how did you just use the word prophesize you said the pro use prophecy use prophets what did you just say how did you use that word mm. to preface the state you said to preface a statement oh, is that to what preface, you said? to preface the statement oh preface oh well i gave you more credit than, than you said. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you i thought you were using the word and again like I'm, i love words so i thought you said to preface this statement which is also a cool way to think about it it's it actually is. like prophesizing what yeah. will be happening later prophecy yeah, that's statement. what i said <laughs> okay so to, right? to yeah that's a, beautiful i will steal that um i love that you said it as a blanket of work from people because what i talk about right now is as artists we all dream about horrible times in history it's romantic to us 
we think about wars and we think about liberation and we think about revolt because we think about the videos that we've seen, you know, an answer's blowing in the wind, a change is gonna come. We think about, you know, glory, glory, hallelujah. All these songs that were written because of a hard time. And as artists, now we get to be part of what will in history become how people connect to this time through art. Mm -hmm. So I am also, I'm, I'm more looking forward to seeing what other people do than what I'm going to do, to tell you the truth, yeah. because I, will, I look forward to looking at it and being able to, to pick it apart and dissect whether I can understand that feeling or say, oh, wow, that's interesting that that person was thinking of that from their cage, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting to me. And I, I have to admit, I'm kind of jealous of the artists that are the biggest artists in the world right now. Because what they get to do, like if you're a Bob Dylan or a Foo Fighters, these kind of things, you get to put it out right now and everyone hears it right now. And all of a sudden it becomes the anthems for right now. Yeah. And what I want to do is encourage the people that are climbing there, like the me's and the people below me as far as level of, um, of notoriety, I, I challenge us to be as bold as the people that have the big distribution behind them and, there's, and figure out ways to have your words heard right now. Because I think that people that are, that are non-artists, that are, are just people that are walking around the streets or staying in their homes, something about them connects more to the, to the smaller person on the totem pole as far as art is concerned. Because they know that we had to fight harder to have it be heard. And they think that we might represent something that's really more like the every like the blue collar, like I come from, you know? Yeah. There's like we like again, Bob Dylan is great, Food Fighters are great. Yeah. Um they're speaking from a level of success. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, what people also need to hear from are from the people um that are that are struggling through this time, but literally struggling, not just struggling with the idea of what's happening in the world. Yeah. I think the world, the guy that can't, that's losing his house next week because he can't pay the mortgage yeah. needs to hear from us artists that are also struggling to keep our mortgages going right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, um, and I hate to even sound grand about that because I was like, oh, struggling mortgage. So what I'm really saying is I'm even speaking to people that have not been doing this as long as, as me. The people that are, that, are, that, that are living in a tent right down the street from me because they lost their apartment. Mm -hmm. You know, there are ways that we can all have our art be heard right now. And we have to encourage mainly the people that are lower on the totem poles of success because we need to hear it, they need to hear it the most. So I just want to encourage the artists, you know, if, if you're living, if you're homeless right now, if you're, li sorry, if you're living in a state of homelessness right now, then I beg you to be out on a corner and, and also sing your songs yeah. so that other people that are homeless get to feel your words and they understand that they're not alone. Yeah, you know, you know you're 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 so right about that because, and, and I'm not taken away from the talent and and the message that somebody like Bob Dylan or the Foo Fighters could. How could we take it away? They're 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 what they're what yeah. But, but they are, but let's be honest, they're not necessarily in the same boat as everybody else because when you're quarantined in a multi-million dollar house and you don't have to worry about food and you don't have to worry about mortgage and utilities and all that um it's hard to relate you can relate to the artist 
who's going through the same struggles as you. There's an expression called the sophomore jinx, and what that comes from is that people write music when they're struggling, and then once they become successful, it's a different kind of music they write. That's right. And so I understand what you mean by that. Um, they, uh, the two examples that I gave, Foo Fighters and Bob Dylan, thank God for them because they did, they do manage to stay really real, and mm -hmm. they seem to be able to connect to that that inner struggle in them. They haven't forgotten where they came from, so it does allow their music to feel somewhat um, really. Uh, what yeah. do you call it? Uh, what was the name of Ellen DeGeneres' last stand-up? It was called Relatable. Uh, no. Relatable, exactly, relatable. So it's, it still manages, they still manage to stay relatable, which is really Yeah. Cool. Um, but I get well, you, you mentioned something, Ty, sorry. You, you mentioned something about that sophomore jinx. I remember reading this great article about Elvis Costello, and he said, look, it took me nine weeks to write my second album. It took me nine years to write my first album. You know, and you're right. It was a whole different experience. But the, the thing that, are you frozen again? Or are you moving? I'm still... Uh, Oh, good. You're just holding still. <laughs> okay. No, the thing that I want to make sure we touch on is that in this environment, you seem so positive about being creative and not letting... There are artists out there who are complaining. They're, you know, they're losing revenue, just like you. They're losing touring revenue or merch revenue. It almost seems like you're, you're like, okay, this is the way it is. Now, what am I going to do? Um, again, maybe it's me who is in a house and I have a lot of space and I have a yard and I have something that's allowing me to stay that way. But I would hope to think it's more than that. And I hope to think it's this. There are many times in my life that um, I'm not the guy that's the most necessary because, you know, I, I'm a little all over the place sometimes and, and that's what I love about me. And so at a time like this, my spirit stays high. And um, I, in the beginning of this quarantine, I understood that why I feel so necessary right now is that um, I feel like it's my time to champ be a champion for the champions. It's time for me to be a warrior for the warriors. It's time for me to be a leader for the leaders. It's time for me to be a friend for the friendly. And it's because um, my tenacity and my endurance has always been um, two of my biggest attributes. And so I don't mind fighting harder for my friends that can't get it going right now. I understand that we are all different people. And so it's my responsibility. To, to dig at the bottom of what I have to stay joyous so that when people see me somewhere, they understand there is an opportunity to be joyous through all this. I'm, I'm reading all the same things we all read. Some people mistake joy and um, passion and optimism as lack of knowledge. It's not that at all. You know, yes, ignorance can be bliss, but there's another thing that goes you know what I mean? There's a spoken word artist named NQ that I've gotten into. And he said one thing in one of his things is that it's really simple. The difference between a dream and a nightmare is perspective. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, this is me during this quarantine. Then all I'm going to do is think about the brighter way to see everything. Are you writing anything that's specific to this situation and the reason i ask that is because you wrote a song called uh, everyone is everyone which could have been something that was written in this time yes yeah well that song is kind of a part of of something that maybe if we were better to each other 
the world might not be going through this right now. But specifically to this time, yes. And I've been trying to write it from both points of views. From from my point of view, you know, I have this song I written, uh, I wrote the first song during this process, right after I heard the quote I was telling you about. Yeah. And that song is called Call Me Wrong. And the lyrics to that song is, if it's wrong to keep dancing on the joyful songs, then call me wrong. I'm going to keep on doing it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the, the yin. That's the yin of this yang thing. But then, you know, I was talking to so many of my friends that were really heavy. Um, and Nolly Colton and Rich Varela Dill, both in Vintage Trouble, were talking to me about some hard things they were going through. So I thought, you know, I have to write lyrics about this time. And then I wrote a song called, um, with them called Outside In. And that song is based in feeling like the cage bird and the rage that rings through you and not understanding how, how, how it, it could be fair that we would be put into this position. Um, it was good for me to get that into my body because although I don't feel that way, because music makes me feel things more than any other time, I got to have more um, apathy, sympathy, and um, tolerance for people that actually are feeling that. It made me not look at them as something um, that is unrelatable to me. Now I actually feel maybe what they feel, even though I don't exist there. Gotcha. gotcha. Ty, let me ask you, as, as a band, are you starting to think yet about what it's going to be like when you can't say when it returns to normal because normal in the past is never going to return but when the all clear is sounded and that bands can go out and tour again and put on shows again are you thinking about what's going to change as far as interaction with fans and direct contact with fans and you know the meet and greets that that have been prevalent for years and years and years now is that something that you as a musician you're like i'm not sure i want to do meet and greets because it could be dangerous well of course i thought about it i thought about how much easier my life would be <laughs> <laughs> How much less time I'll have to spend in the video. You know, um, <laughs> Your honesty is refreshing. Um, of course. Of course I've thought about it. Like, again, I say I jump on top of people. I jump into the audience more than any, any person I know. I huddle down with people. Um, I kiss people. They kiss me. I get grabbed by people. And so I think about the difference all the time. And, again, I think about it as, as a way that will allow us to become stronger and to become um to expand our palette of communication and um if we go back to this thing and i'm sure what will happen first is that there will have to be a certain amount of distance between the performers and the audiences at all times so then what does that mean for me i've already been thinking about that do do do, or do words have to go slower to be understood? Do gestures have to be bigger to be seen from further away? I think about the technical elements of that. And then I think about it too as how much more impetuous it might feel in the place, the fact that you can't be with each other. Imagine how it is. I did this new TV show. Uh, where do you put these people? It's a reality show. where they, I haven't seen it. Not that I won't watch it, but I haven't seen it. They put these people on this island, and they're like this, the horniest people that they could find on Grinder and Tinder. And then they match with the hottest people ever, and then they put them on this island together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, the, then the whole premise is, but you can't touch each other. 
So imagine how that feeling is. Imagine how on fire they are. So then I'm thinking about it again. I'm trying to think of changing my perspective. Yes, we can't be close, but imagine how much more the, how much more intense the energy will be that we might be in the same rooms with each other, but not be able to touch each other. Yeah. So that might there might be something more. Uh, the kindling is going to be outrageous. The kindling is going to be like dynamite. Dynamite kindling is going to be. <laughs> You're back. Yeah, that's how I that's how that's, I see it. That's awesome. Ty, how do you, you you have such an amazing voice, but part of that voice is that you use it. How do you take care of your voice when you're not uh touring? When do you have extra? What's really sweet about you asking that um is that it's easier when you're not singing. It's a muscle that's been, hopefully when you get to the place that I am, it's a muscle that has been worked for 50 years. Yeah. And so um, the rest is magnificent. You know, real singing is we don't go a day without really singing, so you're in touch with the muscle. But the rest, I mean, I sing better than I've ever sung in my life right now. The fact that we sing every day, yes, it's a muscle, but it's overworked. You know, it's like anything. You work it too much, especially with a band like me. Sure. So um, my voice, there could be nothing better than quarantine for my voice. And there could be nothing better than this. And because of the fact that we are doing a lot of recording and singing, I'm still singing just as much, but I'm, singing, it, I'm singing inside of... Um, perfected atmosphere. You know, my humidifier is here. Um, you know, I'm in you know in moist a moist room. There's not been any smoke where I am. You know, I I have eucalyptus going in the background. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, because of the fact they've been telling us to, you know, because of the virus to drink as many hot liquids as possible. My voice, I have the experience of a 50 year old man with the vocal cords of a baby right now. And so I'm singing like, I, I, I can sing soprano and alto tenor bass. I've, I've found out I can, I've been working on whistle tones this time. Like I can sing. I can sing better than ever these days. Oh, like, that's I, awesome. I can't wait to hear the new music <laughs> with that in mind. Yeah. And also I'm feeling more like, you know, I'm a couple of my um, and no, the other day, this is last night, a couple of my friends drove by and there was no warning. They just texted me, we're outside. Um, besides it being like the hottest woman in the world and the hottest guy in the world, and I don't really want to say who they are, but everyone knows who they are if they if I gave their name, so I'm not going to say who they are. But know that they text me and said we're outside, and I open my door, and on my ledge of my gate are hot cookies. Wow! I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the couple. I'm talking about literal hot cookies. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I could tell it needed clarification. <laughs> yeah, and and they're hot cookies there. And so I waited until um, they're still sitting there now. I didn't have them hot. I'll wait 24 hours, so I know they'll be past that. Anything that they cooked is cooked. It's fine. I know they've been in quarantine. I talked to them over the gate from their car. Um, the need to be with them was, is crazy. So to me, more so than thinking about my voice and stuff, I'm, 
I've, I've, it's really amped the need to be around the people I love. Yeah. And, and what's really interesting to me, I don't know about if this is the same thing with you guys. I'm sure you probably want me to be talking more about art, but I, I think more about people than art right now. Distance makes the heart grow fonder, or what's the opposite of that? Absence makes a heart go further. No, no, distance uh, makes a, no, no. The one distance is the far uh, away. Familiarity thing. breeds no, contempt. No, 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 no. Shut up. This could go on no, all day. No, no. There are two. There are two. <laughs> there are two main ones. One is distance makes a heart out of sight, out of mind, out of okay. sight, out of mind, and distance makes the heart go fonder. I've never really had to think about it as far as just regular relationships. It's always I've only thought about that as in love relationships. Yeah. And so what I've realized in all of my friends, and even talking to you, Jay, right now is that there are people that you're used to seeing that you just take for granted. And the fact that you're separated makes you appreciate all of your friends and Absolutely. people a lot more. Like you, you see them on these screens and you're just like, oh, and it makes you think about people that you really want to be around. So I will try and connect that again to audiences and to art. The idea that we're held back from people, it will make our performances that much more outrageous and sensitive and caring and sexy and loving when mm -hmm. we get together. So I think, yes, we're being held from each other right now, but it's only going to amp the quality and level in which we perform and connect when we get out of this. So what a beautiful way to think about that. I hadn't thought of it like that. And I think I, I know the name of your next album will probably be Hot Cookies. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's gonna be Hot Cookies. But the image is going to be, the image is going to be, um, what's the Some Stones? of your friends? No, no. The image is going to be, what's the Stones album with the zipper on it? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, sticky album? Fingers? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah sticky it? Fingers. Sticky okay. Fingers. So it's just going to be the Sticky Fingers album art. And it's going to be called Hot Cookies. <laughs> right. But it's just going to be balls. Instead yeah. of it's gonna be called hot cookies <laughs> uh, that's awesome hey, hey ty um you know talking about you know people and relationships you know with it looking like it's gonna be months before bands can get back out on the road and it's gonna be way before months i don't know if you've known but they told us the tour major tours won't open until 2021 yeah it, and it, so exactly. I, it's gonna be at least i think it's gonna be a, 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 Go ahead. Well, anyway. 12, You're right. 12 months is realistic. Um, what are you guys doing to try and maintain relationship with your fans now? Are you in trying to engage more with them in social media? Um, you know, because that fan relationship is critical. And as you said, out of sight, out of mind, you don't want them to forget you over the next 12 months. Yeah, Ty, what about my needs? Uh, well, well, luckily, we'll talk about the hot cookies later. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think um, the, 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 you're asking the wrong person because for me, I'm in touch with my fans every day all the time anyway. So I'm business as usual. How, does, how to stay engaged is to just keep doing what I do. How would I suggest it for people that don't do it? Um, what I've learned from people and looking in people's threads are that your fans right now don't just want to see you perform. They, I've been noticing from me and from other people, the best reactions right now are to ask your fans what their favorite ice cream color is. I mean, flavor is. You know, the idea is to ask your fans not only what their favorite song of yours is, but why it's their favorite song. You know, engage in a way that lets your fans know that you care about them as humans, not just about them buying your t-shirt or buying their record. Um, I think there's a way that we as artists can talk to our fans 
but that deeper yeah. relationship the, the deeper you were talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The deeper relationship. Be personal. Ask your fans more questions. Ask them to send you clips of them singing. You know, just do things that let your fans know that you really care about them. Even if you don't and you're just a numbers person, fake it. <laughs> but no, don't fake it. The point, the, point, the point is this. Let people know that they are just as important to you as you are to them. And with that as your premise for setting up your... Uh, methodology, then you're you're set, Amen. and and also be as genuine as possible when you do it. Because even if you were not genuine before about understanding how important your fans are, you're going to understand when they're gone. And so, um, if you're not the person that really wants to get personal personal with people, and you live your life in mystery, I wish you luck during this time because I know mystery used to be cool, but I think mystery was cool when you also could connect with them in shows. Now you can't. So I think now might be the time to figure out of making your um, black hat wearing coolness accessible to people. Love it. Awesome. Absolutely love Great it. Advice. Yeah. Ty, I, I got to tell you, man, um, I've seen you guys live. There's, there's no other band I can think of that lights it up like you guys do. I can't wait to see you guys come out of this and it's going to be like with a vengeance. It's going to be, all that uh, energy that you talked about and that, that you know whether it's separation or not is going to be an explosion of tie yeah yeah i can't wait so i'm i'm also trying to it's hard for me because of i uh, you know again i'm trying to work on you know this different sense and form of communication and communicating my art but at the same time i also want to figure out ways to capture my expertise during this time in a way that make people feel the same kind of wildness. I don't want to just wait until I get out of here. And so, you know, I've been doing things like setting up camera from different angles, figuring out long angles, diagonals that give more energy. I'm trying to think of some technical ways that give people the same rush that they might get if we were in person. And so, um, you know, there's the other side of me that needs to uh, study what some film students have probably learned in their lives about how to get a rush by being inside of this uh, square thing that's a computer or a television or a movie screen. I'm trying to study that kind of stuff as well. You know, people that are filming me um, or how I lean into cameras, you know, but probably what people are used for me is, you know, that and how do I give them this and how do I, you know, how do I do this and then scoop up like all these kind of things. Yeah. I will be working on also during this time to work on giving people some of the same feeling they get from me in live shows. So I'm working on the balance of learning new ways to communicate and figuring out how to take my expertise, um, how to how to capture it in a way that people feel from me what they don't get from anybody else. Wow, Ty, I could talk to you all day. I, I miss your brother. Um, I, I can't wait to see uh, what you come up with when you come out of this. And I'll be following along as you're in this with all of us. Um, where can people who don't already know, where can people find out about Ty Taylor, Vintage Trouble, all your wacky antics? Where, where, yes. can, people, where can people go to find Ty? Yes, well, well, people can go to find Ty on Instagram, which is Rev, R-E-V, Tyrone Taylor. Um, but besides that, from Nolly Colt and from Rick Barrio Dill and Richard Danielson, we Vintage Trouble, we're just all backslash Vintage Troubles. So Instagram, Vintage Trouble, Facebook, Vintage Trouble, Vintage Trouble. 
Spotify, Vintage Trouble. Um, we have so many new things coming out right now, Vintage Trouble. I hope that you will pay attention to that. And again, just like I said before, I hope that you will go to any of these things and not just listen and watch what we do. Also share some of what you do with us. Um, and uh, we will see you soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, thanks so much, Ty. We really appreciate cool. it. Stay safe and healthy, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. That was an amazing conversation. There was so much that he said that I found myself going, yes, exactly. It, it was inspiring. Yeah, his his energy and his attitude about all of this, um, you're right, is inspiring. Everybody yeah. needs to think about what he said. And, you know, I, I understand you can't just pick up and mimic what somebody else is doing because it's not you. But, but that's where you've got to get to. You know, you've got to sit here and go, how do I take advantage of this? What yeah. can I do to better myself, to think about things, to improve yes. what I'm doing, to, you know, uh, look at it from a different angle? Mm -hmm. There's there's no rules about what's going on right now. Zero yeah. rules. So do experiments. Try things out. Like he said, how do I how do I get into people's faces on a little Zoom screen. I don't know. Figure it out mm -hmm. because there's no rules. You can do this. Yeah, use this time. I, I just love that he's using this time to get better at things, to learn things, to explore things, to be more creative, more productive. He's not sitting back going, oh my gosh, we lost the tour. Now what are we going to do? It just puts an exclamation point on what you were just saying. You know, use this time. This is a gift. Use this time. Yeah, I was I was talking to somebody um, who had an who has an office space next to my my office, and you know they were saying, yeah, you know, I thought during this time I'd use this to catch up on all of my to dos and all the things that I've wanted to do. And she's like, so far I haven't. And I'm like, yeah, you know, inevitably that's always what it comes down to. But what you don't want to have happen is when it's over and we're all back out there again to look back and go crap i had all that time available to do better something it. to fix yeah. something to change something and you didn't take advantage of it because you know let's cross our fingers that we never have to go through this again yeah um Amen. you know take advantage this is time you've been given time right now i mean we've got ample time we're all sitting at home quarantined for 24 hours for uh, at least for us here in California, it's been six weeks now. Um, yeah, we're fed up with it. But yeah. accomplish, work, get things done. Yep. Be positive. I mean, look at us. Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we're doing two podcasts a week now. We're doing more. we got more time. We've got, you know, our, our guests. We're supersizing it. We're doubling down. Yeah, exactly. Double size, supersized Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't have to be 20 different things that you're improving on, but find something. Yeah, use this time.
Yep. So quick shout out. Thank you to HypeBot.com, Bruce, Bands in Town, DiscMakers.com, of course. Thank you for everything you do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button on Spotify. Follow the podcast on Spotify and on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. And uh, at least for the next few weeks... We're going to have two podcasts a week. So we're yeah. going to have our normal one that comes out on Fridays. And then we'll have a second one, which I think right now we're going to target for releasing on Monday. Mondays. So there's just so much stuff to talk about. So many people that have great things to contribute to what's going on that, uh, you know, yeah. the, the normal show, we're we're already booked through June. and Yeah. Um, yeah, so lots we, of great guests. We're like, let's record on Fridays and we'll get another show out for people as well. So, yeah. that's it. We Tune in, everybody, in the next episode. I can't say next week, I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>